Facts of Faith. Good evening and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayel Upondwana here on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We're together for an hour. Theoretically, it's five after seven, which means we have remaining 55 minutes. And please, let's use it wisely. You're always allowed to join in the conversation. In fact, your inputs are most important because that's what we'd like to hear. This is, after all, a public broadcaster. We have enjoyed in the studio uh, two guests and one on the phone who will be giving us some insight, some perspective on the question we're about to give to you. Give to you. Oh, Lord. English. But we trust that, most importantly, you will join in the conversation. Our question for tonight is the reference to God as God the Father, further entrenchment of patriarchy in society. Seeing that we have a problem with patriarchy as it stands, is it possible that perhaps each and every time when we pray, especially the Lord's Father, the Lord's Prayer, which is our Father who art in heaven, and so forth, when you look up, scripture it seems to have a masculine reference to god is it possible that perhaps this too is a further entrenchment of patriarchy in our society and if so what do we do do we give in and say god said thus saith the lord or do we discard the scriptures as it were I've heard a lot of people claiming that God is neither male nor female. And sure, you have that view. Or God is a spirit, so we shouldn't even think of gender when we speak of a deity such as God. Especially one who has never expressed himself in any form, uh, either male or female. So perhaps um, you might have some insights for us. We do have uh, that in mind. So I'd like to make it plain for everybody. Please let us not take it personally. And this conversation is meant to be a, uh, a robust conversation. So I expect that when we engage, we do not take things personal. I received some posts on Facebook where people were saying, I'm in a bad mood. No, I am never in a bad mood. Actually, I enjoy doing what I'm doing to the point that I do it when I'm assembled with my fellow believers. So it's not a personal thing. It's a national debate. So I'm hoping this is abundantly clear. All right. That's our question for today. Is the reference of God as a God of a masculine gender a further entrenchment of patriarchy in a society? I am Nayelo Pondwana. This is Facts of Faith. You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or of that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Facts of Faith begins right now. 
All right, let me introduce you to our guest for tonight. We do have in the studio Changa Zwonaga Nechiflane, who is a founder of Hashtag Woke Week of Prayer Conference, recently held at Wits University and investigator at the Gender Equity Office at Wits University and Seventh-day Adventist Church member. Good evening to you, ma'am, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Hi, thanks for having me. Also, we do have Miss Kuliza Pete, a member of the Baha'i Faith. Remember, they don't have any form of a hierarchy there, and so she is just as equipped to speak as any other member of the Baha'i Faith. Good evening to you, ma'am, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, Nae. Good evening, listeners. Joining us on the line, we do have Rastautau Raham Haramanuba. He's a member of the Rastafari Faith Community and also the president of the, actually, the Rastafari United Front. That's it. So, I'm going to play a clip for you, um, which um, is a, a predicate of what we're talking about. This clip is a clip um, that we um, was uh, based on an article by um, one of the gender activists that we all know, Umbuiselo Boda. Uh, he's still still off Songa Gender Justice. Uh, he's, the title of the article on the Sowetan is Notion of God as Male Reduces Status of Women in a Religion. So I'm going to read part of that after we listen to the conversation. This was hosted on one of our shows here on SFM, hosted um, during um, morning, it's in, in talking points, long morning talk now. It's called the talking point. And this is what happened. Yeah, there are two things, I think, for me, which are extremely difficult and entrenched in our society. And those are religion and religion and culture. Mm. That must mm. have, they become a goal, no-go area. That these are sacrosanct. Don't even go there. Part of the problem of how this society continues and throughout the world continues to look at, at women and demean them as inferior is precisely because the connection we're making with God the Father, because it can't just be language as being neutral. I mean, it's predicated on the notion that there, there are these power imbalances. And, and when you talk about these power imbalances, do they relate to God? I mean, we are talking here about a deity. This is someone who is not of our um, association, if one can put it that way. God is supposed to be bigger than man and woman. But precisely my point in that, if, if then, why do we give God a, a particular sex? If it's, if it's indeed, why do we humanize God? Uh, unless there is, uh, at the back of our mind, unless there is that, look, this notion speaks to, in fact, that uh, I as a man and other men, millions of us, that, look, we have somehow been created in God's image. We represent God in the world. Therefore, it follows that, uh, uh, you know, our the, it's, it's our way or no way. It follows that uh, the, the, the church's culture will ensure that uh, men remain in charge, in control. Men remain, they are closest to God. And I, I have, in the work that I've done for all of these years, I have, I've, I've had men of the cloth uh, who have, some of have said, in fact, uh, we don't even understand what is the role of women because their role there is to be followers, is to support us because we represent God on, in this earth. But doesn't the notion of God the Father, that the Buerta, come from the Son of God himself, who says, my Father, he constantly refers to my Father in heaven? Well, that's precisely what we should, in fact, be, be arguing about with the Master and say, when, uh, when, when, when Christ spoke about those, there must have been a particular context because nothing happens um, in a vacuum. It then boils down to the fact that 
a godfather has been used in the subjugation of women. That is the voice uh, closing that clip of Umbu Iselo Borda, a gender activist. This, this was a show that was hosted by, by Umasa Chabam um, standing in for Obongi Gwala. The show airs every Monday to Friday between 9 in the morning until noon, and it's called The Talking Point. Then the conversation was, as you heard it, and this is just a uh, two minutes plus insert of, of what you must have listened to, you should have listened to it, and I'm curious to hear your take. So we're uh, rooting it on this program because um, uh, we have more time to deal with the matters, and you can access the podcast on www.sfm.co.com www.safm.co.za Let's get down to it. We do have on the line Ras Tau Haramanoba. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, very well. Yes, good evening to you, sir. Um, your take. Remember the question, and I'd like us to be brief as possible so we can get to as much points as possible. Is the reference of God as a father or the masculine gender a further entrenchment of patriarchy in society? What's your take? Um, religion, as we know it, for the past 3,000 years, I'm referring to uh, the Abrahamic religion. Uh, it's, it has an element that betrays that it is created by insecure men to control women. Yes, it enriches patriarchy. Okay. All right. Um, I want uh, Ms. Kuliza Petter to join in the conversation. She's from the Baha'i Faith. Your take, ma'am. Thank you, Nay. <clears throat> Thank you even for this question. Now, at least we're not afraid that we'll be struck by lightning in case gods are angry. <laughs> you know where we're coming from. We yeah. would not ask these questions. Yeah. Okay. Before I come to your question, you've put it three parts. It, why do we call God Father, not God Mother? Am I right? And then before just going, I want to quickly say, knowledge of anything is of two kinds. We know the essence of something. And we know the reality of it. And the essence of anything we will know, we can't know unless we know its attributes. Coming to the question of God, as I, I strongly believe that knowledge of God, the essence of knowing God, is beyond me, is beyond comprehension. But as a human being, given the power of understanding and reason, I know God through his attributes. What are the attributes we always give to God? Is this all-powerful, this strong, authoritative, uh, all those things. But parallel to that, we know God as a loving kind. And then the question is, taking these two sets, parallels, strong, authoritative, loving kind, I'm just quickly saving time. Would you really put God as one way? Because, for example, as people, we associate the strength, the authority with male species and the loving, the caring with female species. So where do we stay? Where do we say what do we say about God being male or not? So as a Baha'i, I believe that God, I cannot attribute any gender to him. Is that what the gleanings um, from the writings of Baha'u'llah. Yes. Can you quote us to one of the texts, please? Okay. The essence of God... Uh, okay, let me quote directly what... The, to know or to attribute the reality of God, the divinity of God. That is, knowing God, therefore, means that the comprehension and knowledge of his attributes and 
not of his reality. That's what we are. And that knowledge, because this is a supreme being, cannot be attributed to any gender. Okay. That's what Abdul Baha explains about this whole knowing. But coming now, why are we calling God the Father? As a Baha'i, actually, we don't call God the Father. But if you go to Baha'i writings, you'll see the pronoun, the third person pronoun, he, him. It's all over. Why is that? First, as the previous speaker, mainly this female, this male association with God is very common in the monotheistic religions. But interesting enough, only Christianity, where Jesus Christ mentions a God the Father, like in the Baha'i faith and even in Islam, the the pronoun is is like he. As also, we know, also in, Islam, it also gives. Uh, yeah, yeah, he. But that is mainly a linguistic default, if you may call it. Big, big, big. There is not. It's a generic. Is he not male species? Is he generic? Is not really meaning he as a male. And but uh, my understanding is that we for centuries or thousands of years attributed God, associated God with male species because as people, as I said, we can, all things we can understand or know them through attributes. Now, as men, as people, men, I mean, not male, I mean, mankind. as human, mankind, we look at the attributes of God. We try to understand who is this okay. super being. Got it. So we use the attributes. And unfortunately, we created false dichotomies okay. of tending towards the masculinity. So the attribute of, of God in a gender is a false dichotomy. dichotomy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because it, it, this both sides, as I mentioned, strength, authority, love, and kindness. Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's bring in uh, our next guest, oh, Changa Zwanaka and Chifalan. Uh, Changa, from you. What I is disagree. Um, I don't think that it contributes necessarily to um, patriarchy. Well, I do. I agree and disagree. I think the interpretation of what God's identification um, of his sex or his gender does give validity or does give openness to people believing that their gender or their race even um, gives them the right to be superior to others. And I do think that it would be irresponsible to not recognize the normative powers that or the normative force that religions have as a whole. So it might be that it we, we can't run away from the fact that God identifying himself as a man might reinforce or justify the idea that men are superior. I don't think Christianity can afford to run away from that because he repeatedly self-identifies as a man. Do share. Do share those texts where God self-identifies um, I think the man. most simple one is the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, Our Father who art in heaven. But that's not God self-identifying. That's Jesus identifying his Father, saying when you pray, pray in this fashion. Mm. No, but I don't think it's not self-identifying because he asked, the disciples ask him how do we pray? And he says that you pray, and he says you prayed in heaven, and you say, Our Father who art in heaven. And he himself, on several occasions, when he speaks about, and I can't remember the exact texts, but for instance, when he speaks about laying down his life and taking it up again, when he speaks about submitting to the will of the Father in laying down his life and dying for others, when he is described on earth, he is given the gender of a man, and Christians believe that Christ is very much a for, is very much fully as much God as the other two members of the Godhead. Uh, um, um, 
sorry, uh, Changa. What I'm trying to get to is the text where God identifies himself, not Jesus or Yeshua mm. identifying him. Do you have a reference where God himself says, I am male, or any reference that would give us an, an, an invitation to also refer to him as male? That's that, that part of you suggesting that he self-identifies mm. is very crucial. We understand that in Scripture there are many references mm. to God as male, but I think it's very crucial for us to get a text or authority where God self-identifies, as you said. But then I think then that goes to the core idea of who you believe God is. Um, because with Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ in human form is as God as the other members of the Godhead. And he identifies the other members of the Godhead as the Holy Spirit and as the Father. And in both times when he refers to them, the Holy Spirit is male. I will send a comforter so to you. So we're relying on this Jewish boy, Yeshua, to, 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 to buy the story. We're only relying on Jesus. We don't have anywhere before the existence of Jesus where God actually identifies himself as a male. I think we might. Okay, I'm going to give you an opportunity Thanks. to find that. I want to open the line so that everybody can okay. join in the conversation. 0891 This issue of God being a male. For you as a member of any community of faith, uh, is it problematic for you? Do you believe that men use that as a tool to subjugate women and should we perhaps investigate the veracity of God being a male seeing that we're still trying to investigate if scripture has been correctly documented uh, you heard Rastau Tau Haramanuba suggested that it was penned down by insecure men <laughs> coming up this week on presenter search on three it's one last chance at life in the spotlight for the top six after a no elimination week on reunion island each contestant is given the opportunity to show off their talent one last time and impress the judges with their final solo challenge. It all comes down to this. That's Presenter Search on 3, Thursdays at 7.30pm on SABC3. Repeat Saturdays at 12 midday. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse, not understanding what you're really fighting about? You need to learn how to adapt to each other's personalities. Join Paul Nyamuda and Ilsa Alberts as they help our couples understand how opposites can attract and be happy together. Tune in to Saving Our Marriage on SABC3 every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Facts of Faith on SAFM. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayelo Pondwana, with our guests um, from the Baha'i Faith, the Christian Faith, and uh, uh, the rest of our faiths, talking about the issue of the gender of God. And um, we are trying to get to the bottom of it. I'd like to invite you to join in the conversation. It's okay if you want to continue listening. All right. Okay. Uh, Changa, would you like to share with us the text? Or you have not found it. I have. I okay. have. I go should ahead. have started at the beginning. Okay. Um, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26, uh, 27, um, 28 as well. Let us create man in our image. Yes. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion, etc., etc. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion of the fish of the sea and of the birds of the heavens and over every living thing. 
And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. So that's Genesis um, 26, 27, 28, and 31. The, the problem with that text is that Moses gives the attribute of male to God, and mm. when God creates, he creates mm. both male and female. Yes. Mm. That does not give us a side one way or the other from God's side. When God does the creating, he doesn't create just men. Mm. He creates them both male and female. Mm. And the attribute of he, he and all of that, the masculine attributes are written by Moses, not God. Yes, but we understand that the Holy Spirit is the one that influences or or rather inspires mankind to write the Bible as he's, as it's written. And unfortunately, I can't remember scripture reference for that over, off the top of my head. There isn't a verse prior to that where God identifies himself as male. And outside of Jesus Christ, um, appearing as a man or referring to his father as a man or referring to the Holy Spirit in the male gender, there isn't one where God outright comes out and says, I am male or okay. I am a man. That's all right. Mm. Now, as I said, the, the, to know things as human beings is through its attributes. And as men try to fathom things, we use imagery. We image things. As I said, um, it's, it's like we have created that. God has never said, I am. As even this, the Bible. But you're just missing like, a crucial point uh, there, by Changa, that mm. um, all these things that are written down are not the ideas of men. Mm. These ideas that were put in the minds of men by exactly. the Holy Spirit. That's what, that's Inspiration. What I, uh, okay, but even then, even the same Bible doesn't say God is man. He said, create in our image, created man and f- male and female. You missed her point. She said, even as these writers mm. wrote, Moses in this context, mm. he wrote because it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the attribute of, ma- of, of male to God is an inspired attribute, according to Chang'a. Yes, according. But to me, that inspiration, you remember the, the, the Moses, Jesus, Baha'u'llah, all, all the lot? are the intermediaries that are giving us what God says. But but they are not God, the essence of God. So they were not they, inspired. That's what she suggested. They are inspired. They are inspired. Then which part is inspired and which part is not inspired? Everything is inspired by God. Then how do you dispute that the attribute of male but, is but correct? Not, but, but they are not saying only Jesus Christ who said God, Father, but even then... He'd say, God, my father, like even in the prayer. Moses just, writes in Genesis, he created them male and he. M- male and female. No, no. He says he. When he attra- attributes a gender to God, he doesn't say it. He says he creates mankind, both male and female. That's mm-hmm. the argument where Changa it, it, is. That's there. what I was coming to. Remember I said, even in the Baha'i faith, if you read the writings, the pronoun third person, he, you find right true. You find it in Islam. And the explanation there is the English language. Actually, it's just a hundred years ago that the, this um, term he is changed to meaning male. It's a generic term. In, in case of Baha'i writings, because the, the language that it was revealed is both Arabic and Persian, and the term he actually is generic. It's not referring to, which I agree even with this in the Bible, this is my, my own understanding, is a generic term and as we evolve and as we created our own understanding mm. of the Word of God, I don't want to get into the Bible and its history. 
<laughs> we can get into all the histories of these documents. Exactly. There is nothing exclusive exactly, about the Bible. Exactly. It's a, it's a different story, but... It's more or less the same story. Exactly. The very same critiques are exactly. almost the same. Whatever Moses says in that Genesis... I believe it's a generic term. Okay, not I want to bring in Rastau Tawaharam. It's a language thing, translation. That's, right. That's Because right. it was not written in English originally. We got your point. We got your point. Mm. Don't worry. Rastau Tau, um, um, you're hearing Changa giving the impression uh, that perhaps you're making a grave grave error. Okay, I think we've just lost that call to Rastau Tau. We'd like him to bring in his view there because it seems as though um, that there is... Some juice in what he said. I'd like to hear mm, that. I'd like to hear some calls. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. Is it possible that this reference of God as a male having a masculine gender, God the Father, further entrenching patriarchy, the ugly attributes of mm. patriarchy in our society? All right, let's take some calls. Go to Matatiel. Let's go to Crystal. Crystal, briefly go. Yeah, no, nah, brother. No, man, I, I don't agree, but... Uh, you don't uh, agree with what, Crystal? <laughs> not going to agree. Hold on, but hold on, I, Crystal. Crystal, 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 let's be brief and be, be direct. What do you not agree with? We've got three different views here. What do you not agree yeah, with? I don't agree with that the maleness or the, the attribute of being male of God entrenches a patriarch. Okay. I'm saying, now, nah, in the beginning, yeah. it says that God created man. And then later on, created a woman. Now, God created man in his own image. Now, a woman came thereafter. And then, he, that is in the Bible somewhere. So, that's why, hence, hence we have may, mankind. That mankind, it refers now to a woman. Because anything that followed was in the kind of a man. So, God created man, and later on, a woman. Now, that guy, Rastau Tau, is saying now, this or oh, Bibles and the lives and the Quran were written by patriarchal insecure men. Insecure now, men, yes. He must tell us about his his his, his own uh, Rastafarian uh, tradition because there they talk about a kingdom. They don't talk about a kingdom there or something like that. So Rastafarian must explain why Rastafarian religion is also sexist if you want to put. Like that and He's listening. That He's like listening. I'm going to have him respond to that. Thank you very much, Crystal. Appreciate it. Rastau Tau, I'm hoping you're writing this down. Let's go to Aubrey Muraga in Johannesburg. Aubrey, good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? Well, thank you very much. Go ahead. Brief. Uh, just a quick one. Yeah. Definition of words are very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand the original writing, what it said, and see how the meaning was distorted in translation. So God created man, meaning human being, mm-hmm. in his own image. The first chapter of Genesis say, and God created them, yes. male and female. Correct. Mm-hmm. Meaning both male and female have God in them, the image of God. Yes. So you cannot say a man is bearing the image of God alone or a woman is bearing the image of God alone. They are both bearing the image of God, but God is not a male and God is not a female. So those are the physical attributes of humanity when God was giving human beings an identity. So what is the image of God in a man is the question that we should ask. Mm -hmm. Not the manliness 
or the femininity. All right, I want you to, to con- I need you to contend with what Crystal was saying there. That when you go on and study how God created this male and female, He did not mm. create them simultaneously. He creates male kind, male. Adam and then he gives Adam the opportunity to roam and rule and then it is written in the very same Bible and there was no suitor suitable for Adam yeah and then we discover that after God discovers that there is no suitor because according to God it is not good for a man to be alone because Adam was alone then he creates a woman he puts Adam to sleep and takes from his rib that's the, the account we receive from Genesis so that's what um Christo is suggesting there and I'd like you to contend with that I would like to not contend but ex- uh, give clarity okay you see the word create yeah in a original language is okay. meaning different things it mm. means forming something out of nothing and forming something out of something so in chapter one god is giving it's like when i say i have built a car yes. and I, I go later on i say this is how i've built a car yeah so he's saying i created humanity correct and then he goes and explains how it was formed yes it doesn't mean they were created separately they were all created uh, at the same time well the definition and the explanation one, does clearly two, say that they were created separately there's time there's a time lapse between explaining the process yes there's a time lapse between the creation of adam and the creation of eve he spoke them into being no that is not true that is the creation of forming no you will not find that in scripture no aubrey don't 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 lie to the nation he only did not speak he knelt down and he touched the soil and formed adam that is where you are missing it my brother the, the creation of chapter 1 is, is giving the forming out of something in chapter 2. All right. Co- co- chapter uh, one is share with us the text. Out of nothing. All right. Before, before we According even. into the Hebrew languages. All right. Read to us what you're talking about because I suspect we're going to be uh, going back and forth here. Read to us where you got what you're saying. Perhaps I, ne- I never read that part. You, you have just read it. It's just I'm not telling you about the, no. the car now. No, 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 Aubrey, no, Aubrey. I, I, I've given it to you and you have disputed it and I don't want to dispute what you're saying until you give a contrary view that you have read. Can you let me, send let it? Let me quote. Let right. me quote. Let me quote. Can I quote? Yes, please. Go ahead. In the beginning, God created man in his own image. No, 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 Aubrey, let's not waste time. Aubrey, let's not waste time. Let's get to the text that you're suggesting is God speaking mankind to existence. Get to that part. He's saying male and female, he created them. Aubrey, we are going to discontinue our conversation if you're wasting time. Tell us the text where God speaks man into existence. You just... The creation is the speaking man into existence. No. All right. Because no. because no. the original language is using two different words in those texts. No. No. Thank you very much, Orba. Appreciate not your using call. The same word. Let's move on to Colin. Text. Colin is in Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Colin. Good evening. <laughs> good evening, Naya. Hi, Colin. I hope you're in a better mood than last time when you took my father, father, mother. I still am in the same mood, as good as it was then. I listen to you, I never miss your program. Now it was in the mornings. Yes, it's all right. I'm here now. Go ahead, Colin. I'm going to ask you a personal question. No, I'm not going to answer any personal questions. We need to get to this issue there, Colin. 
if you say a prayer, if you say a prayer, do you say our father? Colin, we need to get to your point. No, that's what I say. Now, um, uh, actually a can of worms has been opened up for the last two weeks now with God the Father, God the Mother. So many people are getting into a stage now on this program, they don't know whether they're on the right track or not. Because it could be misleading, because there's so much dispute in the way you are giving this program off. You are putting people that did believe in disbelief. People that are still trying to believe, it's wandering. So I think, Naya, to mm -hmm. be honest, mm -hmm. to be honest, this program, I think, who God the Father, God the Mother, and this and that, and male and female and so and so, must actually come to an end on your radio station, especially it. on a Sunday. All when right. people come from church, and now people Thank you very much, Colin. I'm sure. Okay, write a letter to our programs manager and our station manager. I'm sure they'll have a better ear, um, because right here, I've been given a responsibility, and I'm carrying it out. Thank you very much, Colin. I got your point, and I feel you. I understand you. Uh, but I've got a job to do. Thank you very much. Let's go to Tepo in East London. Good evening, Tepo. Hi, Naya. Hi, Tepo. I think I think this very discussion shows how fallible we are as men. We are limiting um, God to when you talk of image. We are imagining ourselves. We are looking at ourselves mm -hmm. as as these vessels that we are, That's male it. and female. Yeah. The way we look um, yeah. in color and everything else. I think this is a mistake. Okay. Um, in my understanding, the Bible says. God is love. That is the only place where the Bible describes, and I want to believe that even other Bibles would say so, that God is love. So, the definition of God as He created us, He created us as love. That is why the greatest law, He says, is that love your neighbor, love the God, your, your, your God. So, the image of God is the love, the image of love. So, we are supposed to be saying here, there's no male and female, whether God is said to be a he, it's just a default for us to be able yeah. to define, but God is love. That's okay. the bottom line. Got and it. human beings are fundamentally taught to love, and there's nobody who can say, I love better than this, so and so. Got so it. we are all love. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you very much, Seppo. Appreciate your call. Let's come back. Uh, uh there's one directed at you. Would you like to respond, please? Yes, sir. Um... We say in Rastafari, uh, it takes a Rasta man and a Rasta woman to have Rastafari. In simple English, it will be, it takes man and woman to have God. Meaning, we say God is an androgynous force. Within this force, it carries both male and female potentiality. When, when it incarnates in a human form, it becomes both male and female. Now, from our Rastafari uh, uh, documents, we have the book called The Promised Keys what we refer to as the first literary script of Rastafari, where we are given an interpretation of the coronation of King Rastafari and Empress Menon, both the king and the queen. We passionately refer to them as King Alpha and Queen Omega. That this for us presents a totality of all that is, the unity of all that is. Now, maybe to back up my earlier reasoning of uh, before this, you go to uh, the before you go there uh, i need you to respond to what crystal was suggesting there that you have Haley selassie as your king and you speak of a kingdom and not a queendom or a, a a duality of authority there you have a singularity of a kingdom respond to what crystal was saying y yes uh, well that is an outsider's 
uh, view of Rastafari. The insider's view is the one I just told you that we crown, we look at the crowned King Haile Selassie and Empress May. They were, remember, they were crowned together. And that is the beginning of our movement, that uh, their coronation sparked this consciousness. Let me remind now, you again, uh, of, of, the, of the times... Kingdom. When we refer to Queen, Queen Omega, then in, in her reference we refer to Queendom. The Rasta women, they have this thing of referring to their mm. place as the Queendom. Let, so let me, let me just kingdom and the get, get to the point then. Um, why then, each and every time we've invited you into the show, you've never mentioned Queen Omega? At all no, accounts, when you've come to this show, it, it, you've always referred to... Haley Selassie, they're great. And you have never yes. mentioned uh, the, the counterpart, the equivalent of King Alpha. No, because you never asked me that question. I shouldn't have to ask you. If you believe that they are both the same, they're equal, you should be referring to them and attributes to them uh, all this authority to both male and female, Alpha and Omega. But you made a point be- because- of masculinizing each and every reference to your deity. That's a false representation, isn't it, Rust Outtown? No, no, it's not false. You are seeking falseness in what I'm saying. I'm saying, Naye, this, when we say Rastafari, we're speaking in generic terms of both Rastaman and Rastawoman. So for me, I didn't know that I have to dissect it for you. But every time when we say Rastafari, we're talking about Rastaman and Rastawoman. When you talk of Rastafari problems in South Africa, we're not talking about the problem that are faced by only the male entities within this movement. Okay. So it has always been like that. It's just that you never had that interpretation, and I'm giving it to you now. Okay. All right. Um, um, uh, let's, let's come back to our guests in the studio. You've heard the callers. I'd like you to respond, please. Go ahead. No, I, I agree with those that we cannot really attribute any gender to God. But I would like us to look at the patriarchy now. If this... Whether I believe in it or not, it's socially... That's what I'll say there. It's both. It's I, both I, I agree with him. I agree with but him. But you just said we cannot attribute any. The no, absence no. of gender and the, the existence I'm saying, of both uh, okay, I'm is saying not the same God, thing. God, to me, is not male. It's neither male nor Female. But you, you can't say you're agreeing with Ras Tau Tau. If okay. Ras Tau Tau is okay. saying he's both Alpha and Omega, Queen okay. and King, okay. those, God, that's God, the presence God, of a sex. Oh, no, God is not, has no gender. Let's put it, God has no gender, God has no sex, whatever language you use, okay? But I want us to look at the patriarchy because universally, general, a majority of people have marginalized God. Okay. That I cannot deny as much as I'm not doing that, but that's the reality we're living with. Has that contributed to this mess we're seeing now, the patriarchy, because we hide behind God? I would say partly yes, because some, uh, again, religions have contributed sometimes or they have um, kept quiet when these things happen, this violence or whatever, because men, like some people say that God, as we just had, God created man, gave him power, and all that woman took him from the side. That's besides, but that I would agree. But that's a biblical account of exactly. what happened. Exactly. That's a biblical account, and people who believe that. They is agree. it wrong? Is that a wrong account? Is that reference incorrect? I want to say it is wrong. If okay. you straight answer so why. So Moses was wrong in writing what he wrote. Who? Moses, who wrote the first five books of the Bible. I, I, won't, I won't say Moses was wrong or not, because this Bible is also gone through variations from the original language. I've not read it, but I don't think a manifestation of God like Moses would. The, even Jesus who said, God the Father, what I'm coming to, to this bemeaning or belittling women, 
Jesus honored women. Okay, and Enli- like me, how calling God the Father is belittling women? I'm not saying that. I'm saying even as I agree that in in the Bible, Jesus called God God the Father. Yeah. He, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, never belittled women. Okay. He instead honored women. Okay, so you okay. can have a masculine God attributed to a, 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 as a male gender and still not belittle women. Yes. Okay. So you don't believe, as far as our question is concerned, that having God a father, being a father, Mm -hmm. is a form of uh, reducing women to nothing? No, because the manifestation of God, His Holiness Jesus Christ, never did that. Okay. And and you look even others, they never did that. And then Baha'u'llah, in the Baha'i faith, actually... Instead of just honoring, revering women, yeah. he made it a law now, not just an ideal yeah. that men and women are equal Got in it. the sight of God. Got it. Changa, you heard the listeners. Your response. I don't think it's controversial that God considers men and women equal because even in Genesis one twenty seven he says that male and female have created them and for some reason he believes that both genders are important for mm-hmm. the full representation of what his image is. But I also think that the our understanding of how he identifies himself also going back to something that you said goes to the very root of how we perceive christ himself on Mm. earth if we think that he's a palestinian revolutionary then it really doesn't matter how he does or does not identify Mm. himself but if we believe what he says for example in john 5 verse 19 um where he calls himself equal to the father or where he speaks in john 14 verse 15 where he then names the father and the help and gives all three of them a gender and he says I the son can do nothing without the father male male I will send a helper who will help you and he will and he gives all three of them a gender and if we then believe that that Christ is indeed fully God as fully God as the father and the Holy Spirit and the helper that he's mentioning here and if we believe the account of John in John chapter 1 where he says in the beginning of the word and the word was God and was what God and he did X Y and Z and everything that we see was made by him and through him and without him nothing exists if we believe that christ is god then christ has given an identification of gender why he has done that he doesn't tell us in the scriptures but i do not think and i think it is very evident i agree with my co-guest here that he does not see his gender or his or his self-expression as male or as female if he had chosen that as an automatic degradation of the other gender because when he creates them in Genesis 1 he believes that the two of them are necessary for full representation of what the image is okay I want to read part of uh, the, 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 the the text of Mbui um, Salabota the activist that sparked this conversation he says um, I have been fascinated and inspired by the courage of women in our country and in the process I have asked myself why is it that we still have this concept of God the Father and not God the Mother? Is it because the Bible and its equivalent in other faiths have been written by men for men? Mm-hmm. I asked the worldwide renowned theologian Dotanund Ando Hadeba why do we still refer to God as the Father? I should think this question is appropriate as we begin this month of August. This is what she said. Names are powerful, 
and are symbols and signifiers of identity. She went on to say that a name given by God defies any religion. According to her, in the sacred texts of Christians, which consists of Old Testaments, there are multiple names of God. For example, Eshudai, Genesis 17.1, Elohim, Genesis 1.1, Elion, Genesis 14.19. She went on to say that other names include Adonai, Lord, and the name that is used over 6,000 times is the Old Testament is Yahweh which is written as Yahweh or Jehovah. She said at times these names are attached to specific descriptions which comes from the people's experiences. Now, I want us to get to that issue. Is it possible that perhaps what um, um, uh, uh, the Baha'i faith believes is true, that this is just men writing from their experiences? Huh? I disagree. Um, Hebrews chapter 1, long ago and at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. So there you get the idea that God controls the narrative, and he sends his son to to communicate a very specific narrative. And there are levels or um, or powers or or narrative controls that he does not hand over to human beings. And insofar as human beings present a specific message, the son then comes to earth and repeatedly says that I am not here to abolish the law, to abolish the prevalence, the prophets, or to overwrite scripture, but I am here to fulfill it and to confirm it. And over and over again, and you'll see this very specifically in the book of John or in the gospel according to John, where he says, and he did such and such so that scripture or prophecy might be fulfilled. So he confirms the writing and the way that he's presented in the Old Testament in the New. And in Hebrews, this is also acknowledged that this is how God has chosen to communicate himself. So I don't think we can give total autonomy and narrative power to mankind and say that God simply let them run wild and present this idea without ever intervening and saying that this is either correct or not. The entire ministry of Jesus, and he says it over and over again, I have come to fulfill, I have come to fulfill prophecy, I have come to fulfill the law. So I stand by and support what the writers in the Old Testament said about me. Rest Hotel, um, you wanted to come in now. This is a beautiful segue to the point that it was written and penned down by insecure, masculine, oppressed men who felt uh, uh, they need to write the Bible as it is. Come on, help us understand how you arrived at that conclusion. Um, Brother Naye and yes, the sir. listeners, in our guest, um, first and foremost, the Bible is the word about God. It's not the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, it is it explains its authors. It says the first book of Moses called Genesis until to the last book of John called Revelation. But true. also within it, it, carry, it, it within it, it carries the underpinnings of all this patriarchy. When you go to uh, the writings of Paul, which I can't really be exact in quoting, but I know you understand, you know your scriptures, you will be able to point this part. Where it's showing also the, the duties of bishops, how males should be bishop. Uh, how uh, Adam was uh, not uh, led into sin, it was woman who led into sin. Oh. The part where it excludes women, the part where it constantly emphasizes the role of male. Now you go to the issues of even sin. There is a part where they brought a woman, uh, they caught committing adultery to Moses. They said, the law says 
if one is caught committing adultery, should be stoned. But in the picture, there, there is the absence of the perpetrator, the male perpetrator. Mm. is the woman who's brought in there. Mm. So this is my point where I say, this book, this religion, you go to 300, uh, 325 AD, and the Nicaea Conference that formulated the New Testament mm-hmm. and that gave us the New Testament religion, Christianity. It was 318 patriarchs, 318 bishops who sat down, decree, come up with all the apostles' creed, and all these patriarchal things that exclude even the service of woman in the priesthood. Biblically, woman can be a priest. It's out, mm-hmm. supposed the Bible that woman become priest and so forth. But biblically, she can be. And so, yes, this is my point. I say this is a book and a religions that were created by patriarchs. They self-refer themselves as patriarchs. The 12 men before the flood, they are called the antediluvial patriarchs. Now, these patriarchs institutionalize their patriarchy, and then it passed through generations okay. until we're contending with it. Now. I'm going to take a break, um, uh, Rastato. We're going to come back and, re- and, and respond to what you're saying right now, because as we... Uh, dish out this information i have a responsibility to get the fact of what you're saying and dispel the myths of what you're saying so let's stand by and come back shortly after this waste management has become a lucrative multi-billion rand industry for city reclaimers who rely on its survival the introduction of private business has made their lives a nightmare and then i told the waste pickers that firstly they are bound by the law of dubai and they cannot continue the arrangement that the waste pickers had with the company that we on the site before. We expose the bully tactics of local and international companies this Sunday on Special Assignment SABC3 at 9.30. The Afternoon Express family has just gotten a whole lot bigger. Join me, Palisa Tembe, winner of Presenter Search on 3, along with my seasoned co-presenters Jeannie D and Bonnie Mbuli every Monday to Friday on SABC3 for an hour of live entertainment, meaningful conversation and lifestyle inspiration. So make sure you tune in for Afternoon Express every weekday from half past 4 to half past 5 p.m. only on SABC3. Fear, murder, serial killers, crimes of passion. It's all in a day's work for the Ravens, South Africa's elite specialized crime fighting unit. Four top cops hunt the evil lurking in the shadows and will stop at nothing to bring the bad guys to justice. But will they win the battle against their own demons? Catch The Docket, SABC 3 at 9.30 on Wednesday nights from August 22nd. Waste management has become a lucrative multi-billion rand industry for city reclaimers who rely on its survival. The introduction of private business has made their lives a nightmare. I've never told the waste pickers that firstly they are bound by the law of Dubai and they cannot continue the arrangement that the waste pickers had with the company that we on the site before. We expose the bully tactics of local and international companies this Sunday on Special Assignment SABC3 at 9.30. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse, not understanding what you're really fighting about? You need to learn how to adapt to each other's personalities. Join Paul Nyamuda and Ilsa Alberts as they help our couples understand how opposites can attract and be happy together. Tune in to Saving Our Marriage on SABC3 every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. SABC Education supports the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. On the 25th of September 2015, countries adopted a set of goals to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure prosperity for all. There are 17 goals to transform our world. We will be focusing on a few each month. Everyone needs to take their part. 
Visit SABC Education website to learn more about the 17 goals. SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. Five minutes before we conclude our conversation, just a few facts we corrected from what Ross Tauta was suggesting. First and foremost, we don't have it on fact, on record, that the documents that we see that were collected, whether it is the Tentramorph, which form the four main books of, of the Gospels, or any of the epistles which are already circulating during the times, the first and century, first and second century. It's not true that they were written at the Council of Nicaea. By the way, I'd have to understand which council, because not just the one, and the one that you, I suspect you're referring to, speaks of the Nicene Creed, not the New Testament. So that's a historical mm-hmm. inaccuracy. So please, Rastra Tau Tau, uh, let's get back to the facts of the issue. And by the way, the Old can Testament, I, I be, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance, I'll give you a chance, I'll give you an opportunity to conclude. The Old Testament, these are scrolls were already written before the Council of Nicaea. They're, these are scrolls found in, in Qumran, right? They were not written at the Council of Nicaea. It's a false statement to come up with that. And also, when you say, this is how these guys call them, they call themselves patriarchs, it is not factually true. This is what theologians who studied them compounded them and called them patriarchs. They don't compound themselves. They lived in different eras. That is not historically correct. So, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Each one minute, Rastau Tau, you can go. Uh, first of all, I said these are these were authored; they were compiled. So these people they never wrote about themselves. I mean, Moses cannot write about his death that he, 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 there is no way where he's, he was buried. I mean, in, at the end of Deuteronomy, they talk about the death of Moses, but Moses wrote about his death as much as he wrote about things that I think before his death. Obviously, there were people who authored this, who compiled this. Now I say the Council of Nicaea compiled, made compilation, and decided which books are canonical and which books are going to be non-canonical. Hence, you end up having the Apocrypha, you end up having Book of Enoch and other books that does not form part of our 66 books, uh, King James Version uh, books. So there were people, people who made these things, who formulated these things, formulated them from patriarchal point of view. I'm not saying that the books themselves are by people who were having a patriarchal mindset, like Genesis 1 verse 26. He said male and female. All right, your time is up. Rasta, I'm going to give the Baha'i faith an opportunity to speak as well. Go ahead, ma'am. You get one minute. Go. Go ahead, ma'am. Knowing God, therefore, means my understanding means the comprehension and knowledge of his attributes and not his reality. And even this knowledge of his attributes extends only so far as human power and capacity permit and remains wholly inadequate. Having said that, God, I cannot say he's male or he's female. There is no gender. Secondly, the patriarchy we people have endorsed has confirmed it unfortunately god gave us the power of understanding which is reasoning and because nature does not allow vacuum immediately stop using that power we bring in fanatism and we are stuck here because of fanatism fanatism on its own doesn't exist unless you have removed the wind of 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 reason and therefore we are carrying on like this but god himself and as a Baha'i, God endorses that men right. and women are up, equal.
Changa, the Christian faith speaks now. One minute, go. I think in closing, it's very important for us to separate how God self-expresses and how people then interpret that into social power. If you read Exodus um, 21, for example, the Bible explicitly prohibits the buying, selling of people. And if you are found in possession of a person intending to sell them, you are to be put to death. And if people had simply followed that, the entire transatlantic slave trade, chattel slavery in the United States simply doesn't exist. So people decide and choose how to interpret the Bible for their own ends, but that is not necessarily a view of God himself. If you look at the people that were entrusted to give the testimony of Christ's resurrection, for example, it was women. But at the time that they gave it, women's evidence was not admissible in the court of law. So I think it's very important that we separate human free will and interpretation and usage of scripture for personal ends and how God chooses to present himself as and especially how he explicitly states certain things should happen or should Got be it. interpreted. All right. Thank you very much to all three of you of my guests. I really appreciate your insights. It really is an opportunity for you to now to decide for yourself. Whatever faith you come from, is it possible that perhaps all the patriarchy, the ugly signs of patriarchy, are not because of faith or scripture, but because of your own misbehavior. Perhaps we need to do some introspection before we point fingers at religion. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for me to bow out. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful evening and Godspeed. It's time for the news with Greg Hoss.